Good evening, church, and welcome to the live version of the Eternity Life podcast. We are here in Costa Rica. We are the Church of Christ the King, Cristo El Rey. We are here in San Jose, Costa Rica, where we have been called to be with the people here of the Lutheran Church of Costa Rica, which we call ILCO, I-L-C-O, and we have been learning from them how to do ministry. One of the things that struck us today was how many of them took time out of their jobs to just be in relationship to us, and we all thought our lives could benefit from being more in relationship. That's what we're going to talk about today. This is episode four, Your God Will Be My God. That quote comes from the book of Ruth. Ruth is a book in the Old Testament about a family, a family of Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi. So even though Ruth is Naomi's daughter-in-law, they have decided to stay together, even though culture would suggest that they not be yoked anymore. They stand up. Yeah, Nathan. It just makes me think, when we were visiting these kids today at this daycare, the choices that single mothers have to face. Yes. Naomi was a single mom having to decide what was best for Ruth, and she was and she was telling Ruth and her other daughter, um, Orpah, to go back to, uh, go, go back to their homeland um, because that was you know she was just trying to make the best decision and it is one of those impossible decisions how do you send your family your, your kids away from you right essentially the best decision that Ruth and Orpha could make would be to leave Naomi in the dust right and they have this conversation where Naomi says look I have to go back home to my people to Israel and Ruth says if you're going I'm going to she says from now on Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And that has really stuck with us today as we have traveled around San Jose. Have we met people who are also Lutheran, who share our faith, but are expressing it in very different ways? Obviously, in a different language. They speak Spanish and we speak English. And we do not speak Spanish very well, we found out today. (laughs) And we spent this morning in Costa Rica with some refugee children. Uh, I have with us Melissa, who was there when we all went to meet with the uh, refugee children this morning. Melissa, Welcome to the Eternity Life Podcast. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And just tell us a little bit about what happened this morning and your experience of of being there with those children. Well, first of all, it was a very humbling and and very moving experience to see um, what the people of this community endure to try and provide adequate uh, care for their their children. This facility is is basically supporting the single moms like myself of their community, um, looking for, for good uh, child care and and the community itself you know is is home to to drug addiction and all sorts of things so to have a positive place that um, is funded by the church for them to go is, is truly amazing um, the children the, the people that work there um, first of all I wanted to talk about uh, the, the people who run the daycare in general these are people that have um, just taken a chance they're not professionally trained like we're used to in the US but they have um, made this their life and made this their dedication. A lot of them single moms themselves and wanting to have a job as well as a safe place for their children. And they have embraced this opportunity to come in and provide um, adequate care for these these children of this community. Uh, the children were amazing. Um, I had uh, my hair professionally braided by a lot of the uh, little girls there. They attacked me all at once. I think I had four on my hair at the same time. And 
and um, just my overall experience in dealing with the children there was absolutely precious. Um, one of the things that was extremely moving was the presentation of the gifts that we brought with them. So we spent an hour or two basically just playing with them in general, doing different things. We were trying to show them Jingo with blocks and, and just all kinds of fun things. Cars. Um, Pastor Dan built a ramp for them to run their cars down. It was precious. Matchbox cars. Yes, Matchbox cars. And then we did music with them. And um, but, but one of the most special moments was just having this whole table full of gifts that our church had, had taken the time to contribute. It was like Christmas morning for them. They were so overwhelmed and so enthusiastic about these gifts. I can't, it was like Christmas morning. That's what we've said all day. It was like, you know, how kids are when Santa comes to town and they see their Christmas gifts for the first time. It was, it was just such an overwhelming, humbling, positive experience. And and I think I had more fun than they did, but um, that, you know, it was just, it was a great experience. As you said, you know, the women who run this said this is their whole life. If, if this wasn't there, they don't know what they would do. One of the things that was really striking was that the women who run this daycare were doing it as a pay-what-you-can kind of schedule. Certainly, certainly lots of, of sacrifices made by these women who actually try and provide this great uh, facility for the community. And, and not only for them, I was also moved to hear the story of the parents of the women that these children come from. They are working jobs anywhere they can. Sometimes their jobs are long hours. Um, this daycare is open from 6 to 6 every day. Just the fact that they are contributing 12 hours straight of their of their daytime life to support these children. And then, you know, we need to keep them in their prayers because um, after these children leave the daycare, a lot of their parents have to commute to get to their jobs. So these they're children are... Home. They're still not home. These children are out it's on the streets. Yeah. They're uncared for. And so we still need to keep them in their prayers. But at least they know from six to six every day that their children are being well taken care of by these phenomenal people who support this organization. Yeah, and, and that's and right. That three Did you notice outside the, the banyo, there were all their toothbrushes? Did you see their toothbrushes there? Yes. It's like they come and they live there. And we were just in that neighborhood, and it is not a kid-friendly neighborhood not by any stretch of the imagination. There's no playgrounds. The, we took some children to school, and it took a long time to get there. So uh, one of the things that, that bears mentioning, especially with the frame of Ruth and Naomi, of leaving one land for another, we need to talk about the difference between immigrants and refugees. And uh, I've got with me Ethelyn. Refugees are people who are leaving an area of conflict. So immigration are people who are choosing to leave one country for another. And refugee means that you are in danger in your own country. Is that is that your understanding, Ethelyn? That's it. Uh, immigrant is looking for a better life. A refugee is fleeing from danger and having to make a new life in a new land. Um, I was struck. Our country right now is very inhospitable to refugees. Uh, from the leader down, they don't want any strangers in their midst. I don't know how they equate their Christianity and 
Matthew 25 where we're instructed to give food and security and shelter to the stranger and provide for them. I don't know how they equate that. But I was struck here in a country where there are less than 5 million people, 4 plus million. Right. They have a million refugees that have come in and they border many countries that are having serious conflicts that people have to escape from. Uh, That's right. Here in Costa Rica, the big three countries that are in total crisis are Nicaragua, Honduras, and El Salvador. Salvador, And they're next door. And they're they're all next door. And when America closes its borders, all those people have to flee south. Even though we have a lot more room, right? We have more room. We have more resources. We have the, a wherewithal to more infrastructure, more, more infrastructure, roads, more schools to absorb refugees and help them find a safe, good life. But it, here in a country where it's small, they are well. They're overwhelmed with a, a fourth or a fifth of their population coming in as refugees with no resources. So it's uh, the generosity of the church here in providing for them and the people here that have made it their lives to welcome the children are a real inspiration. Amen to that. Amen, sister. And it was really cool as a as a point of pride to see the Lutherans yeah. really digging into that. I mean, there is something intrinsic in Lutheran theology about not having the heart curved in on itself, right? Uh, uh, Luther says this is what sin is when you only look in on yourself, but what love and what grace are, or when you extend that to other people. We do good not because we have to, not because we earn salvation, but because it's the natural reaction to the forgiveness and reconciliation that we have received from Christ. We pay that forward to, to our neighbors. And I love that, that portion of our day spending with the refugees. Then, after a ridiculously delicious and cheap lunch, carne asada and rice and uh, all the rest, we went over to the uh, headquarters of the Lutheran Church here in Costa Rica. The uh, ILCO, ILCO as we call it, is the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Costa Rica. And uh, Tom, when we were there today, we we got to participate in something that was really special. Our preschool, 101 kids, made this wall hanging as a gift for the church here and for the Senate headquarters. And we packaged this thing up and brought it down. And, and, we and assembled that, it. <laughs> and assembled it a couple of times. <laughs> it was a beautiful wall hanging that is actually taller than the bishop is, which... <laughs> Which was a bit of a challenge for him to hold this thing up. But he stood on a chair. He stood on a chair and got it up. And it's a beautiful thing. And they are most appreciative of it. One of the things that struck me about this whole thing was how how hospital, and it's been mentioned before, the folks in the staff that took time from things that they normally would be doing to spend time with us, even though they may not have understood everything we were saying, and I sure didn't understand much of what they were saying, <laughs> but they spent the time with us. They did. They, they interacted with us, and they were very appreciative of that. <clears throat> Several years ago, when Christ the King had its capital campaign to to modernize their facility, 10% of what we raised was donated to 
organizations outside Christ the King. A good portion of that went to this Senate here in Costa Rica so that they could build a hostel at their Senate headquarters. And we got to see the finished product of that today and meet some of the folks who were living in that hostel while they they work here for a period of time, a couple of months or a year. There were One five of, Germans. Five, yeah, five Germans. There was a, two seminary students yep. that were, were living there and studying here. And Pastor Jonathan. Pastor Jonathan. And we had communion there with them. A great homily that was delivered. I'm glad they had a translator because I didn't understand <laughs> any of what he was saying. It sounded good, though. It, it did, and the translation was great too. It was a it was a relaxing, a meaningful time, and one of those things that uh, kind of sticks in your mind. And hope I don't forget it in the days, weeks, months, years to come. Denise, it was really a, a collaborative uh, worship event and and just a wonderful time to have together with the people of Ilka. It was, and I was so impressed. People kept coming out to meet us, and I was so impressed by the number of people that they have, either volunteering or on their staff, that came as refugees. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and, and so they're giving back. They're helping out other people that have gone through the same thing they and, are. And, and they came into this country, and he was already a lawyer, right? Right. Like he he already had this tremendous skill set for helping refugees resettle, and the the Holy Spirit brought him down to us. His name is Luis, wasn't it? Yes, his name is Luis. Correct. Yes. And uh, and so he's now he's working to help other people do what he did. Exactly. And he was only one of of several that were like. And what could be more Lutheran than that, right? To take the grace that you have received and pass it forward to the next person. Exactly. And and Fred and I met a young man that we were sitting with, and we were talking about our, our. heritage spiritually yeah and he didn't have a church home but he's drawn to this Lutheran church because of the grace and the way they are living out their faith yeah and so that was that was an interesting conversation to have as well yeah uh, Nathan we um, we also spent a good amount of time talking about the ministry that they're doing with LBGTQ people mm-hmm. could you say a little bit about uh, pastor Alexa and and the other things that we saw there yeah I mean we're, we're we met Pastor Alexa, who's a, a transgender pastor uh, in the Costa Rican church, and uh, she leads a small community of about 10, uh, 10 transgender uh, individuals. And uh, a Lutheran community. A Lutheran community of transgender. A transgender people. And when, you, and when all of the other churches in this country have rejected the LGBT community, the Lutheran church has, has chosen to embrace them uh, to the point where when marriage equality goes into effect in May, in Costa Rica, they're expecting that the Lutheran Church is probably the only one to open its doors to, to okay. wed same-sex All couples. All the churches in Costa Rica. So that's really, just really, uh, really exciting to see. Can we say that that's just really fabulous? It's really fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What was that like? I mean, to, to see that that was happening and um, the, to talk about what they said about how they were trying to explain to us that in the... In 
in the urban situations that it, most of the Lutheran churches were accepting and affirming of the LBGTQ community, okay. but the uh, the LBGTQ community, but the rural areas weren't. And then what did we say? Yeah, well, that's so similar. It's the exact same the, as the, our experience. Yeah, the, with, with, to our, our you know where we, we're from in North Carolina, of course, the churches that are more in urban areas are more accepting. Um, it, and it's, it's funny how those parallels work out. Um, especially it was stricken with when Alexa was talking about how, you know, why there's only 10 transgender people in her, her congregation, in her community. And it's just because it's so hard for people to connect. Um, they're so dispersed usually. They're coming, coming in to Costa Rica as refugees. And you don't see a lot of uh, transgender Christian communities, partially because it's just so hard to find that connection. So hard to have a community that's already accepting that's in your location and location is something that's just a huge barrier to that community and whether they be refugees or people who live in Costa Rica in the LBGTQ community it's it's hard to trust that the church is the place that's going to welcome you yeah when, especially when it's been the one hurting you for right. so long right uh, we talked a little bit with them about how uh, Costa Rica is well loved 70% Catholic and uh, being able to work together with other religious groups for the for the sake of mission and ministry is always harder than it should be. Yeah, well and that's because some, you share some values but not, not others so while the Lutheran Church and the Catholic Church can come together to uh, help refugees get their documentation in order, when it comes to LGBT refugees that, that becomes a complication in that partnership that they have to work through somehow. Well, we've had just a tremendous day here at CTK. Fred, what, what's something that stuck out to you? I thought the scripture chosen for the homily was very interesting. It was Hebrews 13, 2, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And I've always thought about that scripture saying, we need to be showing hospitality and never really thought about it being the stranger before. So that was kind of an interesting take on it for me to think we are the strangers here and they're showing hospitality to us. And then in his graciousness he turned it back around that what we were standing in is literally a hostel which of course comes from the word hospitality right? right? And in this hostel we're sharing communion together. We're saying the Lord's Prayer in different languages. He said the words of institution. We understood none of it and yet we understood all of it and in it he's telling us while they're being host to us but also reminding that you know we helped build this hostel together we did it was they had the they had a vision and we were part of that vision and it's just wonderful to see the way that God works in and amongst us wherever I go you go from now on your God will be my God your people will be my people sisters and brothers podcasters of the eternity life podcast I pray that you have the pure life the eternal life the good life that Jesus offers us and promises us in each of the gospels Nathan could you just on the way out tell us how the Costa Ricans talk about the pure life yeah well they, the Costa Ricans have a famous saying they call uh, pura vida um, and it means pure life quite literally but it more uh, is used 
in... It's used everywhere. <laughs> it's used to say hello. It's used to say goodbye. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, it, it's one of these things. It's like almost like aloha. Um, or or uh, hakuna matata. Hakuna matata, yeah. And what it really it is almost more like hakuna matata and just it's the way they live their life. It's 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 just about taking life easy, taking life, um, being so grateful for all of the, you know, the rich richness of that the land has given given them. And so they respond to that by just taking it easy um, and, and, and responding with gratitude to, to everything and being friendly to everyone they come across. Well, we here at in Costa Rica, we Cristo El Rey, we are living the Pura Vida life, aren't we? That we are. We are having a great time, and we pray that wherever this podcast finds you, that you're also having the life that Jesus offers to us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And amen.